Wake up with Gunners and Ali for breakfast. Morning, Ali. Good morning. It is Thursday and, of course, our Anzac Day long weekend is fast approaching and we have a few special things planned to commemorate Anzac Day on Saturday. Yeah, we've got an Anzac Day special kicking off just before 5 o'clock with the last post at 6 and we've got a minute silence, of course, and then we've got some Anzac Day tunes. So join us from your driveway just before 5 this coming Saturday. Yeah, and like Gunner says, from 6am to 5pm we'll be playing Anzac Day 2-ups, one featured an hour, one Aussie and one Kiwi. So it's going to be a very nice little medley of songs nice across one. our Anzac Day. So looking forward to hearing some of those great tunes. Likey Fiverr is back again today and it's worth 640 bucks. Cha-ching. I actually got a $5 note change yesterday. So technically I'm not allowed to win. So I actually, I'm going to check it right now. Hang on a second. I've got a $5 note I got a $5 well. note change. I don't usually carry cash, but I just happened to. Okay, what's the serial number? It's A4 oh. Apple H for Harry. Mine's EE. I'm oh. out. <laughs> Damn. Before you've even started. <laughs> nice one. We were talking before about Anzac Day. Now, lots of traditions happen on Anzac Day. Of course, we've got two up. We've got the dawn service. We've got the last post, all of that kind of stuff. And people make biscuits. Do you have a recipe for Anzac Day biscuits? Well, I actually just get my dad to make them because he's got this... <laughs> even better. No, he's got this recipe, which is neck level. Because you know how you use golden syrup? to make Anzac Day biscuits, yep. to sweeten them. Some people use honey. My dad uses treacle, so they're quite a toffee-tasting Anzac Day, and he gets these special oats, and they're a little crispy but still chewy, and they are so good. That sounds great. They are so good. I'm going to actually have to get him to whip me up some, put them by my front door, and then maybe I could possibly... You can have one and try it and oh, tell nice me one. if you think the treacle Anzac Day biscuits are good. They are so delicious. Mm. You don't have cream and jam with Anzac biscuits, do you? you Isn't that lamingtons? <laughs> Probably. You think the lamingtons. Oh, look, you know what? If you want cream and jam, go for it. I think it's just generally a cup of tea and your Anzac biscuit. And some bully beef. Some bully beef? That's Is that like stock? To, that's what they used to uh, eat back in the war. Is that in, stock? No, it's it's beef in a can, I think. What? Bully beef. Anyway, moving right along. Gosh, that sounds appetising. It's what, like spam? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> bully beef. I'm looking it up. What on earth? It's just corned beef. Why don't you say that? Oh, 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 oh yeah, oh, I know. No, it's corned beef. I thought it was beef in a can. <laughs> Bully beef. Check it out. That's some today. Corned beef. Aussie artists, Gunners, they're banding together this Saturday and bring us an uplifting music from the home front concert, which will feature on Channel 9 from 7.30. This is in the evening. It will feature performances by... Are you ready for this? Get ready. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? I'm, I'm bracing myself. Ben Lee. Yeah. Birds of Tokyo uh -huh. with the West Australian Symphony Orchestra. Oh, cool. Right. Courtney Barnett, Delta Goodrum, Ian Moss, Jimmy Barnes, Kevin Parker of Tame Impala, Missy Higgins, Paul Kelly, The Rubens, The Wiggles, Vance Joy and Vicar and Linda Bull. So let's backtrack. It's on TV. This is on TV. It's a special music from the home front and it airs this Saturday on Channel 9 from 7.30. How cool is that? Nice one. So exciting. Kenny Loggins before that footloose at 16 past 7 as oh, we Kevin check out. Bacon. <laughs> Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> oh, it's not Kevin Bacon, it's Kenny Loggins. What are you talking like about? Kevin Bacon's in footloose. Oh, okay. Yeah, catch okay. up. <laughs> Whatever. Come on. <laughs> How did he ever get another film role after footloose? Are you kidding? Footloose was amazing. Oh, it was horrible. Sarah Jessica Parker was in it. 
Need I say any more? Yeah. And John Lithgow, come on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Miss it Entertainment. It was fabulous for the 80s. Fabulous. All right, let's check out Bodie he right now. He was a bad dancer, but it was fabulous. Thanks. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, how did he get another role after that? Don't disc... Oh, Kevy Bacon. Oh, Kevy, is he now? Okay. Never my cup of tea, but I admired... Oh, I admired like his. Him. No, I you actually didn't. Not you Bacon. Him. No, he's not, he's not my type. Henry Cavill. Now, there's somebody that's oh. a bit, bit of my taste. <laughs> BG's <laughs> on the way here shortly. <laughs> Billy Joel next. I right? don't think he can dance, though. Right. <laughs> we are shining a spotlight on another one of our incredible local businesses, Mandura Tire Power on Pinjarra Road. Now, Gunners, how long should you leave your tyres on your car before they need changing? Uh, when you see strips of metal and canvas... Um <laughs> yeah, of course. But generally, how long should a tyre last? I don't know, 50,000 k's? Okay, okay. I think I'm very overdue to get my tyres changed. Well, you know where you've got a head. Aha, uh-huh, to Mandra Tyre Power. And the best thing is, um, Lisa Talia and the team down there, they've done my car before. Not this car, the car before. So it shows you how long ago it was when I had my tyres changed. Anyway, they pick it up and then they take it, they change tyres and then they drop it back off. That's brilliant. I know. And they offer zip pay and after pay as well. Oh, sold. Right? I don't need tyres, but I'm going to get some now. <laughs> also do puncture repairs, valve replacements, balances and much more. So I think I might have to give Lisa a call and say, yo, Lisa, can you pick my car up while I'm here at work and then drop them off with four new tyres on them, please? Sweet ass. Great yeah, deal. so good. And support local. Okay. Now, I feel like I'm 16 again. What do you mean? Well, petrol is cheap. I can't <laughs> legally buy a drink at a pub and I'm grounded. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of drinks at a pub, how about this sad news? Germany has officially cancelled Oktoberfest. No! I know, what's going on? Not that I had tickets or anything, no. but you know. Bavaria's Premier said the risk is simply too great. So it was scheduled to run from September 19th to October the 4th and it's all been cancelled. So that's really sad. And no Oktoberfest for you. That's the big one too because it started, of yeah. course, in, in Germany. I know. All Not that you could ago. go anyway. You're underage. <laughs> I'm underage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Time for your hard word, Gunners. Are you ready? Yep. The word is point. Embonpoint. <laughs> That's right, pretty much. I've already taken the liberty of writing it out for you. That looks very French. If I said it how it looks, it would be M bon point, but it's pronounced en bon point. En bon point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are my choices? Does it mean A, skilled at conversation, B, an eligible bachelor, or C, plumpness, en bon point? Oh, it sounds a bit like plumpness, en bon point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning towards C, plumpness, because it just sounds like it should be. On one point. Are we bon. locking it in? I'm taking that anyway. That's your answer? It is. Okay, locking in C, on one point is plumpness. Correct, yes. Amundo. I think it speaks for itself. I don't think I need to put it in a sentence. Go on. I think we've said it enough. The on one point controller from Thomas the Tank Engine. There you go. He's on one point. He is. Today's hard word. Too hard to say. We're speaking with our resident sports guru. His name is Jack Crawshaw. He joins us on the line. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Gunners. Good morning, Ellie. Hope you had a nice break, Ellie. Yes, I did, actually. I had a lovely break. Um, it was nice just to chill. I totally switched off from all social media, so you really have to gonna give us the lowdown on what's going on with sport today. <laughs> Very good. I don't think I could uh, remove myself from my phone, Ellie. It's <laughs> stuck to my hand, unfortunately, which is probably a sign of my generation. Okay, let's kick things off with AFL. Now, there's been a bit of momentum in the last few days about hubs. The Vicks yep. want all the games to be played at the G, of course, over here in WA. We want everything to be played at Optus. What's the latest with that, Jack? Yeah, it's gathering momentum, Gunners. You're spot on there. Uh, it seems as if that uh, the AFL are resigned to the fact that the only reason they'll get the season back underway for the interim is, is in hubs. Now, 
I don't think it would be sensible to put every single club in a hub in Melbourne because all it takes is one player to catch coronavirus and then all of a sudden you've got 18 clubs that all need to go into quarantine. So uh, you would have thought that a hub in Perth and a hub in Brisbane would probably make sense early because they're the two least affected states at the moment with the current numbers that we're seeing. And then once Victoria and New South Wales start to uh, have um, uh, lesser cases being reported on a daily basis, well, then maybe we could morph into Victoria and also to New South Wales um, at uh, at a later date, maybe towards the climax of the season. So, yeah, Hubs is certainly gathering momentum, and it'll be interesting to see whether now with the NRL announcing that they will start on May 28th and training to start May for, uh, 4. See, I told you, Gunners. Yeah, gather momentum for the AFL and they'll speed the process up. Yeah, look, Ali said that before and I thought, I can't see it happening myself. But, With the uh, NRL. Yeah. yeah, yeah, NRL. Yeah, well, they're in a, in a, a real, a more dire financial situation than what the AFL is. So they need to get back out of the park sooner rather than later. We saw that their CEO, Todd Greenberg, stood down earlier on in the week, which was a, obviously a huge... Um, decision for him and now they're looking for a new CEO at the time of a crisis for the NRL so they'll hope to uh, in May uh, on May 28 to get their season back underway May 4 is when we will see them start training but they've still got the issue with New Zealand and how they're going to get them into the country so that's a big hurdle block still for the NRL to get the New Zealand Warriors back into Australia and hopefully them competing in the competition. Well, there is chat with Jacinda Arden and obviously Scott Morrison that they may... um, What? Ardern. What did I say? Arden. Whatever. That they um, may open the borders between (laughs) New Zealand and Australia if things keep the way they are with our curve. So that could be interesting and also help out the NRL. Yeah, well, let's hope so. And it'll be the same case in the A-League as well with uh, Wellington Phoenix. I mean, the A-League have put out a press release this morning that they're still working through criteria which will allow them to restart the competition. So player and, and, uh, and staff health and safety, state and federal border restrictions are obviously still an issue for the A-League. Um, large gathering restrictions too uh, to allow their squads and support staffs to get together. So the A-League want to get their season finished. I think they've got about four rounds plus finals left. What, whether that looks the same uh, come when they decide to restart again once all the boxes have been ticked, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, the A-League have just put out that fresh press release this morning that they're they're still working through those issues in, in hoping that they'll get back sooner rather than later. And finally, Jack, just quickly, A-League, what's happening there? Yeah, well, that, just as I mentioned there, Gunners, so that's that's the current state of play at the moment with the A-League. Um, we all obviously still have Perth Glory and Central Coast Mariners players and staff that have been stood down without pay, and that's still an ongoing negotiation at the moment. Uh, Tony Sage, the Perth Glory owner, stood down players and staff uh, in, uh, just in some weeks ago now, so they're obviously uh, not being paid at this point in time, and the, the Players Association are up in arms for the fact that these players should be being paid during this uh, period, um, but obviously there's negotiations still in the background, and at the moment it seems as if that there's uh, no decision being made because they're in a tricky situation, the A-League, because they're in a handover between the FFA and then this owners run model, which the club owners run the competition, so it's a bit of a sticky period that no one really wants to make a decision, but there's these players that are obviously anxious to get a decision on whether they will continue to be paid or not in the near yep. future. So uncertain times for the A-League players. Now, because there's not a lot of sports being uh, played at the moment, they are televising the World Origami Championships. And really? apparently, yeah, you can see that on pay-per-view. 
my gosh. Oh, my God. I Sorry. think, yeah, it's definitely time to tap out of sport right now. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. We'll Gunner's bomber there. Chat again next week. <laughs> Good on you, guys. My Sigma did have credibility until that. Thanks, Gunner. <laughs> <laughs> have Gunners and Ali whenever you want. Podcasts at 917thewave.com.au.